Welcome to Lifting Your Soul Podcast with George and Scott. Thank you for joining us today. It is wonderful to have you on the podcast with us. Uncle Scott, how are you, my friend? I'm good. You're doing good? I'm excited. I am super excited. I'm excited. You're we, excited because you we, know what's about to happen. I do. We <laughs> postulated a question when we were together last time. Correct. And we're going to do it. We're going to answer it, hopefully. You better believe we're going to answer it today because we left, we've left the people waiting for too long. We've left them <laughs> waiting for too long. We're in nine countries at the moment, uh, hundreds and hundreds of people listening. And so, um, so, which is amazing, by the way. Thank you for listening and sharing this. We really appreciate your support and appreciate you uh, going on this journey. This is how we read the Bible, you know, to a degree. We break it down. We want to understand it um, and help you understand the intricacy of what this is. And we started with the Book of Romans because it's one of our favorite books. Mm-hmm. Our next one is going to be Revelations. Although, on Sunday after service, you and I were having a chat, weren't we, Scotty? And it almost seemed like uh, Revelations is going to have to come sooner. Yeah, almost. Almost, yeah. right? Because, like, people, are, there's there's a demand out there. There is a demand. There's a demand. That's for sure. But we'll see. All right. So the, the, uh, the in the last episode, yes. you postulated a question that you dumped on us like a ton of rocks and the question <laughs> the question was and i want you to uh answer for us we've been waiting with bated breath scotty t is um well let's have the discussion about it okay let's have a discussion yeah right. yeah so the question was can one man's blood atone or forgive the sins of all mankind past present and future can one man's blood atone for or forgive the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. Okay, why did you ask that question? Oh, well, I asked the question originally because we were obviously at the end of Romans 3 and we were talking about that that big word, propitiation. Propitiation. That Jesus was the propitiation. And uh, God set forth um, him as a propitiation, Mm -hmm. appeasing the wrath of God, that's what it means, by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because... In his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his justice, right? Yes. So we were talking about how God um, presented, if you like, Jesus, who paid for the sins of mankind by shedding his blood. And so obviously leading into that, the, the question was, well, is it possible that one man could, by his blood, mm-hmm. pay for the sins of all of mankind. All of okay. And uh, a lot of Muslims have asked this question. Correct. Um, I've had that quite a number of times in the, in the work side or mm-hmm. whatever when I'm talking to different uh, faiths. Yep. Um, how can one man, how can one man, his sacrifice, forgive the sins of every other man and woman, past, present, and future? How is that possible? That's what they're asking, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what it does is, is it really opens up the question... Um, and it goes back to a very, very early Christian doctrine, right. and, and that is the the incarnation. Okay. Yeah, uh, incarnation being God. Okay. Becoming flesh. So, all right. So, what what part of the answer to the question is? There's there's something wrong with the question. The question postulates yeah. that it is a man. Correct. It is a human being. Sacrifice. That's. Forgiving the sins of all the human beings. Yeah, that's not correct. Yeah, so 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 the issue then becomes: okay, first of all, uh, can one man pay for the sin 
of all of mankind mm-hmm. or if you're going to uh, argue the point from a human term, um, you would say, no, it's in, it's impossible because if it was if he was just a man, yes. let's set aside the fact that, you know, he's perfect because no man is perfect, yep. but we'll answer that in a second. Mm-hmm. But if he, if he is just one man and he's not God, mm-hmm. Then what you would argue then is, is that well only one man can sacrifice himself for another man. Got you. You understand yes. because he's only human. Yes. And a human can only sacrifice himself for some one other person. For one other person. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it was necessary that this person, the Messiah that mm-hmm. was to come, mm-hmm. could be has to be right, fully human, and also fully divine. Okay, hang on a minute. Okay, so let me get this straight. There's an applause there because that's a massive. It's huge. That's it is a massive, huge. That's a massive statement he's saying here, right? So you've made the statement that um, Jesus, whom we're talking about, correct, was fully human and fully God. Yes. So he wasn't God, fully, just, and he wasn't just human. He was both at the same time. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Okay, explain this to us. What are you talking about? What what are you talking about, Willis? Well, one of the things that we have to have to come to terms with is or ask the question if you like is does the Bible teach both? Does okay. the Bible teach that he was indeed human just human and, and divine? God. Okay. Yeah. That's very good because because the other the other question that's attached to this that we get from proponents against Christianity is where did where did Jesus ever say he was God? Yeah, exactly. What did he say he was God? Yeah, yeah, Show that's me. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take it away, Maestro. Take All it right. away. All right. Well, what I want to do is is establish, well, say for instance, and, and I've seen it on, um, I think it was YouTube um, before, where a Muslim stood up and said, <clears throat> show, me, show me one place in the Bible where Jesus stands up and says, I am God. Right, and and I'll follow Christianity, and I'll follow, I'll become a Christian. Correct, you know, yep. and and a lot of Christians that know the Scripture would go well. Outrightly, he didn't say, "I am God," but my question would be, well, did anyone actually ask him, "Are you God?" Gotcha. Yeah, and obviously the answer to that is is if you understand what the um, the Israeli people were expecting in a Messiah, they weren't expecting the Messiah to be God. Yeah. They were expecting a ruler and and um, someone to throw off Roman oppression and whatever. So they never actually asked him if it was God because it was never in their mind. And also, we we need to understand their terminology. So um, they didn't use the word God like we use the word God. Correct. The vernacular was very different. So even if G- even if Jesus said, "I am God," as in the word we use now. That wouldn't mean very much to them. Yeah, that's correct. At that time. Yeah, that's right. Because right. we understand it from a very Western, 2,000 years later absolutely. Uh, mindset. Yep, yep. But but what did he say? Well, there's plenty of things that he did say. But yes. I found this this article. It's uh, it's on a, a website. I've, I've scored through a whole bunch of them, and I want to read it out for you because it's actually really well explained and it's quite concise. Okay. And I think it will be really helpful that for people to... answer this question, you mean? Well, it'll answer both. Okay. It'll answer both. Great. So it's it's found on a, and I've got to give uh, credence to where I found it from. Yes, it's, please. It's graceomaha.org. 
So the top of so it is Grace, Grace Fellowship Church yep. is the um, that's good. No, that's where good. I found it from. Yep. And um, it's just it says this: How is Jesus fully God and fully man, and why is this important? But I'll, I'll scroll down just to a certain section because I think it's it's really good. And it says this: The creed begins, and he's talking about when. Um, Christians first started to establish doctrine and they were going, okay, what does the incarnation mean? Is it being taught? And obviously they had to set, okay, this is what the scriptures are saying, right? And, and so this is what it's referring to. And it says this, and just have a listen, it's really cool. The creed begins where the Bible begins in defining the incarnation that Jesus has two natures, God and man. Scripture is clear about the deity of Jesus, and it'll give you some references. Titus 2.13 says that believers are, quote, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, end quote. Very good. When Thomas saw and touched the resurrected Christ, he cried out, my Lord and my God, speaking directly to Jesus in John 20.28. There are countless statements in the New Testament that clearly communicate the omniscience, so omniscience meaning his all-knowing, Matthew 16.21, John 4.29, his omnipotence, meaning he's all-powerful, and these are attributes that's only for God, right? Correct. Uh, his omnipotence is Matthew 28, 18, Revelation 1, 8. His eternality, all right, and we'll explain that in a minute, but it basically means he's the eternal one. It's found in John 1, 1 and John 8, 58. And the fullness of de- deity in the flesh, or to put it in, um, I think it's New King, uh, not New King James, NIV, New International Version, that in Christ all the fullness of the deity lived in bodily Correct. form. Correct. Yes, it did. So when you're looking at the new uh, the New Testament teaching, quite clearly it says that Jesus is indeed God. All right. Uh, period. That's just it's overwhelming, and compelling, and but just as compelling as the deity of Jesus is the humanity of the Lord. The Apostle John says it beautifully in John 1.14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only one of begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, Jesus was a baby, Luke 2.7. He got tired, John 4.6. He was hungry, Matthew 4.2. All these are attributes of being a human. Of him being a human. Yeah. And he mourned the death of his friend Lazarus, John 11.35. So Jesus was fully man and experienced the fullness of living on earth. All right. So we can see from the scripture, and this is just very, very skimming over the top, that Jesus was both fully God and fully man. Okay. But, but Scott, let me play advocate here. Yes, yes. What did he say? What did he say? When did Jesus say? Or compare himself, or even slightly say in any of the scriptures you just mentioned, where Jesus said, referring to himself in a divine way. Okay, yeah, that that's, yep. there's there's a couple of ways. Um, yep. One of them, he's betraying himself when he's having a having a bit of a, a dialogue with the Pharisees, mm-hmm. and um, they're obviously getting offended at him because now he's talking about his his. Um, relationship with the Father, mm-hmm. okay? He's talking mm-hmm. about how he and the Father are one. Yes. And they're going, I you know, abide in him, he abides in me. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, abiding is not just having a relationship with. Abiding means we are one person. Correct. That's what that means. Yeah, one in yeah. nature. Yes. And so the, 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 the issue that the Pharisees had with him and the very reason why they Wanted to call kill him, him a, a blasphemer. Yeah, yep. call yep. him a blasphemer is is because he claimed deity. Correct. Yeah, and when he was having that conversation, it got to the point where they said, "What are you talking about? 
Um, you know, you're not even 40 years old and yet you've seen Abraham because yes. we're going to talk about Abraham in this yep, next... Yep, like as in before Abraham, I was. And exactly. So he turns around and says... Thousands before, of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Before Abraham was, mm-hmm. I, I am. Yes, and now, he said, I am. Yes. And then let, let me just jump from there. Yep. Then at the Garden of Gethsemane, when the soldiers came to, to, to get him and arrest him, yep. they said, are you Jesus of Nazareth? And he says... I am. Correct. And then it says they all fell, they drew back and fell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So two places he said the word I am. Not yeah. I am he, yeah. but I am. Yeah. What's that in reference to? So basically, especially especially in that first reference mm-hmm. that I talked about, mm-hmm. what actually happened straight away, if you if you didn't understand being a Westerner when you read that, what what can highlight it for you is what was the reaction of the Pharisees? Exactly. Or straight away they all took up stones to kill him. Yes, because he was blaspheming. So, yeah. what was it that Jesus said when he said, "Before Abraham was, I am"? Yeah, right. <laughs> what was he actually referring to? That's that's right? like I, I think, li- listeners, you've got to, you've got to get the gravity of this because this is the point. The reason why I said a moment ago. If God, if Jesus was to say, I am God, like how we're saying it now in these words, it would mean very little to the Jewish people, the religious people of the time. But he said some key words that at the time, religious leaders knew that that meant. They knew exactly what it meant. That you are you are equating yourself to the divine father in heaven. Correct. That's what you're equating to. To to YHWH, which is the name of the Lord. Yeah. The Tetram. Uh, tetram Gravitron. Uh, Gravitron, thank That's you. Right. Um <laughs> Uh, and uh, and and which the derivative of Yahweh and Jehovah comes from, right? And so um, <laughs> he he knew the words he was going to say, yeah. right? So in the first instance, when he says "I am," they picked up stones to kill him, and he and he disappeared. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the second instance, the soldiers drew back and fell. Fell on it. Yeah. Now these aren't these aren't now these are soldiers who who are hardened soldiers. Mm. So drew back and fell means they weren't scared, but something happened to them. When he said "I am," there was like a revelation of his divinity and it knocked them down. Yeah. And then they sort of like got up like what what just happened? Yeah, yeah, that's right. right, That's right. Obviously showed his authority at the time. Yes. But I think what So what's that in reference to Scott? So yeah, to answer your question, um when Jesus says uh before Abraham was I am Mm -hmm. that word the I am is actually the word for God, the eternal one. And where that first is seen is in the burning bush, mm. where that when Yahweh yes. is actually speaking to Moses, to Moses. telling them, um, "Let my people go, and Mo- go, and, go and tell you know Pharaoh to let my people go." Do. This yeah. is what you're going to do, Moses. So he claimed to be the voice of the well, burning bush. Well, Moses. So let's let's just expand that for a minute. Moses asks the voice in the bush. Yes. Who shall I say sent me? Because I've got to stutter. I can't do anything. Like, who, who shall I say sent me? And he said, "Tell them, I, I am sent you." That's right. And, and Moses is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say? Yeah. I am. Yeah. Tell them the 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 God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so so there's a complete reference there to who is who is I am the eternal. I'm in the moment. I'm forever. I'm yesterday. I'm tomorrow. I'm I'm. That's the never, reference that I'm I read always. before. The yes. eternality. Eternality of Christ. Exactly. So I wanted to join those dots for our listeners. Yeah, that's great. And then here's fast forward thousands of years. Here's Jesus on the planet, with all of those human. Attributes that you just mentioned, the hungry, the tired, the all those things. Yeah. Um, even temptation, tempted. Mm-hmm. Yet without sin. Yet without sin. Yeah. And then he says, before Abraham was, I am. Yeah. Not I was. Yeah. Not I was before him. Yeah. I am full stop. Yeah. Pow! Yeah, yeah. That's power that's right there. 
<laughs> it's amazing. And and I think so yes. So therefore to go to go back to your original question. Yes. Yes. It's not the blood of the man Jesus. It's the blood of the divine Jesus. Well, yeah, it's 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 impossible for a man, right? Yep. To be perfect. Correct. Only God is perfect. Yes. Right? So the the, the problem that we face is that um, since no man can be perfect and only God is perfect mm-hmm. and live a perfect life, yes. right, Jesus was our exact representation in human. So Very good. It, it, it has to be fully human. Yes. Because it can't be anything else other than human it has to, to be atone us. for our sin. He has to be us, right? yes. Yep. But at the same time, right, when you pay, f- when one man, right, being fully man, pays for the sin of all humanity, right, the reason why that is perpetual, yep. ongoing, past, present, and future, right, is because that one man is also the divine. Yes, correct. And I'll, I'll, let me just read this for you because it's brilliant. And it's, um, it sums up this. is Bruce Ware. He writes a book called The Man, Christ Jesus, right? And he sums it so well in this book. Listen to this quote. It says, Therefore, the only one who can save us from our sin is the sinless God-man, one who is fully man as we are, but one who is fully God, so that his payment for our sin can satisfy the infinite demands of God's justice against our sin. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, right there. Right there. Yeah. Excellent. So okay. when you answer the question, yep. can one man? Yes, if yes, he's God. If he's God. And he was both. Yes. And he and he and he declared himself to be. Absolutely. Very clearly, actually. Yeah. Actually, even more clearly than if he was sitting here today and he said, I am God. Because then it's going to be little G, capital G, which exactly. God? God of what? Yes. God of where? Yes. Understood? Yeah, very good, George. Just very good, yeah. Even. So you're picking up on the definite article yes. of who he's claiming to exactly. be. He's claiming to be the divine Yahweh. father in heaven, Yahweh. Yeah. That's awesome. Who is done. awesome. Right. Yeah, well yeah. done. So, awesome. All right, that's fantastic. That deserves a clap. There we go. Uh, the cla- oh, my bad. Sorry, my bad. I'm, I'm a- <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I very good. Yeah, very good. Go. So I hope that helps for people that are out there because um, there's a whole bunch of more stuff in that. Correct. But it is so, so important that you understand that Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. Yes. And it was only the fully human and fully and divine. Let me, let me let me, let me, give it some drama. Yeah. What have we got there? Just some drama. It was only the human <laughs> and, and the divine, divine that could pay the price Hallelujah. for your sin. And mine. Hey, that's right. This is like the end. This is the end of the. Watch, there's a crescendo here. He was fully man. That George has got a new toy, guys. And fully, he was fully man and fully god. <laughs> you got to practice it. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Ah, mm. oh, yes. His name is Jesus. <laughs> You're having far too much fun over there. Way too much fun. All right. So now All what right. we're going to do is we're going to move on to. We've answered um, that question. That was mate. a great question. Yeah. Okay. So listeners, if you if you are not convinced now that Jesus declared himself to be God, then you need to go back and listen to those 19 minutes again. Okay. Listen to them and yeah. get and and like assimilate that information. Yeah. Yeah. Read the scriptures that Read Scott those, mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Right. And get them into you. So let's move on with Romans chapter four. I think is our next thing to go through. And if you don't mind, Scott, I'm going to read. And you mentioned that we're going to be talking about Abraham here. Yes. So it starts off with the faith of Abraham um, and talking about chapter four of, uh, so we've talked, so chapter one, two, and three to recap really quick was yep. basically the humanity, how horrible it got, the depravity of man is out of control, 
Uh, in, in chapter three, it gives us an incredible picture of how horrible man's depravity is. Yes. Takes us to the depths of the depths of Sheol and then does a massive U-turn and comes back up with the answer and his name is Jesus. Yes, that's okay, right. The salvation. Yeah. Um, and here we are in Romans 4 and now it's talking about faith. Correct. It's talking about what God has done with faith. Yeah. Right? So let me let me read and we'll, we'll read a few verses and then we'll start talking yeah, through let's it. Yeah, okay? right. So Romans 4 verse 1. Abraham, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. Mm. So get that. If it was his good deeds that made him acceptable, then he could say, I did it. That's right. We were talking about the law last time. Yes, right. But that was not God's way. Mm -hmm. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of that faith. Yeah, that's good. So, so let's just stop there for a minute because I think that's important. Absolutely. Because important. when we stop, when we stop and look at Abraham, this is prior to Jesus coming. And so, how do people get saved back then? How did they get? In other words, how did they get saved? Mm. I'm using air quotes here right now. Yeah. Um, well, the way that they were redeemed and seen as righteous and right standing before God was exactly what I just said then. They believed God's word to them. They believed. God said, Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations. See all the stars up here that in the middle of the night? You're seeing all the stars? And he's like, yeah, that's amazing. And and God says, you're going to be a father. You're going to have sons this, as this many, descendants this many. Abraham didn't go, all right, you're whack, man. I'm on some sort of hallucinogenic right now. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm old and I can't do it right. He just said, oh, okay, okay, fantastic. Boom, God counted it to him as righteous. Because he just, why? Because that is trusting something, trusting God over something that you can plainly see is impossible. Mm, mm. And, I, and I think too, like it, not just the, obviously the promise of descendants, mm -hmm. but then the promise that God will provide the way. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's revealed in the mount of the Lord that God will provide, yeah. Yeah. And 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 he's given him and there's that covenant he makes with him. <clears throat> and God and, and and let's just say something about covenant here because because we don't hear that word in our in our current vernacular. All we hear about is contracts. The difference between contracts and covenants is massive. Contracts are between two people of similar standing coming to an agreement where there's a win-win. Okay, and you negotiate and you try to work it through. Great, you agree on something and you make it happen. With a covenant, a covenant is between a stronger party and a much weaker party. And then the stronger party comes with the terms and the, and upholds those terms and the weaker party comes and says, I accept those terms, done. They're both bound by that now. And so that's the covenant we have with God. So And God will never break that covenant. Mm. And so he had that first covenant with, with Abraham which became which became a covenant with the Hebrew people, which then became the Israeli, and it and it's still going till now. Yeah, absolutely right for that people, and so and so, then, so so you're saying, George, then mm -hmm. that even though they still uh, live by mm -hmm. and if you like obey the law, have the Tanakh, which yep. is the the first five books yes. of Moses mm -hmm. and and the prophets, mm -hmm. you're saying that. All that aside, even though they believe that, because that is the word of God, it's not necessarily them obeying it that makes them righteous. It's them believing yes. God's word that makes yes. them righteous. Correct. Right. Correct. Yes. And thanks for making that distinction. That's right. It's not their actions, as we just said here. It's not Abraham doing those things. It's because he just believed God. Yes. Yeah. And that's a big one because that's that's similar to how you work with Jesus mm. in the sense that you believe 
That's why it says in Romans, like in, later on down here, Paul then writes down, the way that you are saved is by believing that Jesus came, believing that he's the son of God, that he came, that he died for our sins, that he rose again, uh, and then he ascended into heaven and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord, then you're saved. Mm. So it's not just a flip and, hey, just repeat some words and ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. Razzle dazzle. Yeah. There's an actual belief yeah, that yeah. happens and, in And you. I think like just what you said, you know, like quoting that scripture, um, that if you confess with your mouth mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord mm-hmm. and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Correct. You will be saved. It doesn't yeah. say you might be saved. It doesn't say Correct. you may be saved. It says you will be saved. But it's not the start of being saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's, yeah. it's in what Christ has done. Correct. If you are believing that God has made the way for you. So let's, let's that word believe is the key. Absolute key. That's the key. That's the key. And, and, and this just, is what it's driving at. Yes. Believing, this is what Abraham knew. Yes. Believing is not just putting your hand up in church. Understand this. Mm. And that doesn't mean that couldn't coincide at the same time because the Lord's talked to you and, and the Holy Spirit, you were just there and the Holy Spirit did. Or in the bedroom, like was my case, where my cousins were talking to me about Jesus and they said, do you believe that Jesus? And I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, oh, yes, I absolutely believe. I I didn't put my hand up in my bedroom when that, when they were talking to me, but it was enough for me to go, oh, man, I believe it. Something in me went, yeah, this so it wasn't is an emotional. No. It wasn't an emotional no. uh, response. Absolutely not. It was more of a belief in your heart. You they mentioned were talking in your to heart. Me about, in my heart. They were yeah. talking to me about the Bible. There was a couple of weeks of them mentioning Jesus and talking through and showing me scriptures. And I just in that moment, I realized this is true. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. That's it. Done. God's grace was revealed to you. Done. No one can argue with me in, in my entire life what I experienced in that moment. Yeah. No one can argue with that. Right. What, so, what would you say that you experienced? What was the main thing? The, the, I couldn't describe it at the time, but I would say now it's an awakening. Yeah. If I could say, it's awakening. I, almost like a veil was revealed, what was pulled off my eyes. I would say the same thing for so me. For you too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost like when the gospel was explained well, right, right you realized that what they were telling you was the truth. Correct. Yes. Completely. That, that's exactly what it was like. And you believed that yep. that was the truth. Yep. And that it was in that moment, whether it was, you know, like it's it's hard to know when, you know, the veil kind of come off, but it was yep. like in that moment. A hundred percent. That all of a sudden. Bang. The lights turned on on the yes. inside. Lights turned on. There was an enlightening the veil lifted and you're going, why did I not know that? I was 18 at the time. I yeah, mean, right. How old were you? I was 20. Yeah. Why did I not know this before? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then that just happened multiple times for months. Yeah, because I'd read something and I'd go, oh, "I just joined the dots. Here's the lamb. Jesus yeah. is the lamb." Yeah. Oh, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. I knew what that meant, right? Yeah, yeah. And then a few months Speaking later, speaking of the lamb, yes, this is what this is referring to with Abraham as well. Oh, yeah. Is that coming up? Because remember, oh, it could be coming up. I don't Maybe know. It might be coming up. Yes, maybe. No, it may not be. Okay, let, let's let's carry on. Let's carry on. That moment on the mountain. Yes, yes, correct. With, yes, with his son. With his son. Yeah, yeah in the picture. All right, let's carry on through here. All so, right. so he said to, so he's saying, so Abraham believed in verse three of chapter four, and God counted him as righteous because of this. Verse four, when people work, their wages are not paid a gift. <laughs> sorry, their wages are not a their wages are not a gift. So when people work, their wages are not a gift. That's right. They, they work owed for it. That. But something they have earned. Correct. Mm. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith 
in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who were declared righteous without working for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so not only did Abraham know this, David, David understood now knew this. Yeah. That's awesome. Ooh. That's awesome. Verse, I, I love that. Can we, let's yeah. just talk about that. Which you one? Know, like when it, it's, it's really a really easy, simple way to, to understand this. When you work, right, your boss owes you something. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't give you give you your wage as a gift. He's it's not, not giving, a gift. He's not doing you a favor. He owes it to you because <laughs> yes. you've worked. Yes. But it's totally opposite when it comes to faith mm-hmm. because you don't earn anything. Yes. You don't deserve it. Yep. You didn't earn it. Yep. You didn't work for it. Mm-hmm. It's just a gift. It's like it's a okay. free gift. Let's use the analogy of your boss. That's amazing. You're working. You work the first day. You start the first day. You've done basically nothing. You're just trying to work out what your job is. He gives you your wage for the week, first day. And you're like, oh, okay, he's paying me in advance, great. Then he gives you $1,000 cash. And you go, what's this for? <laughs> you sort of think, something shifty about this yeah, guy. Like, what's, what's, are you trying to launder money? Yeah, <laughs> right. right. And, and he just goes, oh, because I want to give it to you. Why? I haven't done anything yet. I haven't achieved anything, made any sales, nothing. Oh, I think that's a really good point. I just want to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done anything yet. I haven't done anything yet. Yeah. I haven't made any sales, haven't done anything, I haven't seen any clients. So you're saying the boss was graceful towards you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Dot in the ocean compared to what God did. Oh, 100%. Not even close. But the, the analogy stands true. Yeah. God gives it to us without us doing a thing. Yeah. Okay. And, and now, I think... Tell, I, me, tell me something. Tell yeah. me, let me... Uh, I, I, I made that analogy for, that, for this question then. How will that person behave for the next month, that employee? If they were just given it? They were just given the 1000 bucks, and he's like, and the boss never mentioned it, never did anything, never asked a thing of him. That, I, I, guess, I guess you'd kind of feel like you owe him everything. That's you know what, what I mean. mean? You're like, you, you wow. Yeah, yeah. This is, he's been so good to me, I'm going to look after him. I haven't him. even gonna... started. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I've been working for 10 years, working my butt off, and he's giving me a 1000 bucks. I'm like, I deserve that. Yeah, yeah. So this is a good guy. I want, yes. to, I want to work for him. Yes. Yeah. See, again, drop in the ocean, mm-hmm. but that's similar. Mm, it's a good analogy. When you understand what God has done for us, mm-hmm. when you realize that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. Amen, amen. Not even knowing we need him. Mm. So when we discover that we needed him and then we discover he was the answer, then we discover that he paid for it. Yeah. And then you go, for the rest of my days. And, and, and bringing that analogy, analogy back to all of our last podcasts, mm-hmm. how bad we were. Yes. How incredibly bad we were. <laughs> and he still gave us listen, his that's life. almost like it's that's almost like Are you joking? Listen, that's now let's take the analogy another step further. I'm on day one and in eight hours I've lost a three million dollar account. <laughs> or more. Right, or yeah, more. Yeah, that's how and bad then the it boss was. goes, here's a thousand bucks. Why oh, I've just lost all this money for you. Doesn't matter. He's a thousand bucks. Oh man! Just like you know, and you're yeah. like, oh. yeah. That's it. Like you said, that is a drop in, <laughs> drop the, in the ocean compared uh, to what world Christ oceans. has done. Exactly. Exactly. What Christ has done. So you say here that Abraham knew this and David knew this. Yeah, it's yeah. about believing God, trusting God's word. So what did David say? Let's keep reading. Here he goes, verse seven. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, mm. whose sins are put out of sight. Praise God. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Thank you, Lord. That's amazing. That is amazing. Cleared. Like what joy he has cleared us of sin. Past, present, and future. Blotted it out. 
gone. Thank Past, you. Past, present, and future. Yes. Scott? Yes. Future sin. Yeah. Have you ever thought, I don't know about I don't you, know, I, have you ever thought about the fact that. I try not to think. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Even as a Christian, I think a lot. Yeah. We stumble at times. Sometimes Absolutely. pretty bad. Yeah, stumble. You know? Triple, have you yeah. ever thought, Lord, why did you save me? Why? I wouldn't have saved me. Oh. I honestly have thought I, I, that. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I wouldn't like, have saved me. I, Lord, I've, I've known, known how disobedient I've been at times. I've known you for 30 years now. Yeah, 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. And I just stuffed up last week, God. Like, I, I did. I, I made a stupid decision. Yeah. I, I said Maybe something for the stupid. 100th time. Exactly. And I'm like, why, why, why are you even talking to me? Yeah. Lord, I, why, I why, wouldn't why, talk to me. I wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> Why are you even listening to but me? But for the grace of oh, God, Oh, my man. goodness But for me. the grace of God. And this is the thing I think, Scott, I think to our listeners, they need to know. You can hear how we're talking about this because we know the, and again, we don't know the full reality. We, we haven't until even got eternity. to Romans chapter 8. Exactly, right. <laughs> right. And so, but, but it's humanity's condition is so bad and so depraved. We used to know this hundreds of years ago. Now we have zero clue. We don't even know. Man thinks, oh, we're fine. We're good. I'm a good man. I'm a good person. Why do I need God? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my friend, you're a schmuck. Yeah. You're a filthy rag like I was. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Go back to the last podcast and read. Read that. Yeah. <laughs> read chapter read three, from the scripture. Yeah, yeah, my goodness. So we'll go verse. None righteous, none, not one. Not one. No one who understands, no one who seeks God. No one seeks God. Oh, oh, I seek God. Goodness. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, okay. you no, you don't. No, you no. don't. No. I'm just yelling off to the recite here. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Verse 9. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews or is it for the uncircumcised Gentiles? Mm. Good question. Which is us. Mm-hmm. Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised or was it before he was circumcised? Mm. Clearly God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Great point, Paul. Great point, Paul. Thanks yeah. for talking about circumcision. By the way, if you don't know what that is, <laughs> it's when the foreskin of a man's penis is chopped off. <laughs> Google it. Okay? <laughs> don't Google it. All right. Ask a medical professional. That's All right. right. Um, so it says 11, circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith it was a fleshly, it, now this is me saying it, not the Bible, it was a fleshly representation of what happened spiritually. So circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God already uh, had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. Yeah, it's, it's such a good point. That's such a good point. It's so good because what it's doing is, is it, it's clearing the, 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 whole, flesh. the whole flesh part the flesh. of it. Yeah. Because me working what at it, whatever. Means. Yeah. yeah. And that, so let's just say that to listeners. When you hear a generally you hear about circumcision, it's religion. It's the flesh. It's the works of the flesh. Yeah. So I'm trying to get to God. I'm going to climb the stairs. I'm going to do all the right things. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, God accepted Abraham because he did all the right things. No, for, no. For everyone that's listening right now. Mm, please break it down. Please got. understand how important that is. If you're a religious person. Break it down. Religion, right, meaning the rules, the regulations, the hoops that you jump through, Mm -hmm. I don't care what religion you come from or whatever, Mm -hmm. will not and cannot ever please God. Faith pleases God. Ever. And faith in the words that he has spoken. Amen. This is why it's so important that Abraham believed God, right, and when you believe, right, There's already a natural outworking, like you mentioned before, once you've been given that grace, once you've been shown that mercy, what happens is you then um, have been so transformed by that grace, by that mercy, Mm. by the love of God, that that you can't help but 
I'll just go to music because what you're saying is unbelievable. You don't do the works to get righteous. You do the works because you have been transformed by his love and grace. Ah. <laughs> Perfect timing. It was the breath. This song's called Breath. Is it? So good. Because you're speaking life here. Yeah. It's right? just, what you're saying is life. It that's is. What, that's what the people needed to understand in that moment is yeah. what you're saying is so much life. It's There's nothing you can do ever, ever, ever. Yeah. To earn God's right standing. And it's it's Nothing. so it's so important. Like you might be out there today and you've gone, Scott, George, you don't know how much I've sinned, you don't know you know, there there you is You don't know how much we've no, sinned. That's exactly right. Well there's that as well. Mm. And I'm not game to reveal that. We shall not talk about that. <laughs> podcast. The, the Lord just I, as you wouldn't reveal it to us as well, exactly. because God knows. God knows. But that's here's all. the point. You can always come to him and his grace yes. and his mercy, right, is always there Absolutely. because you cannot earn grace or mercy. Absolutely. The definition of grace and mercy is that it's always given by that person. My Lord, my Lord, help us. Doesn't matter how many times, friend, mm-hmm. just go to him. Go to him. Throw yourself at him and say, Lord, forgive me. Exactly. Cleanse me and wash me and believe that he will do it. Yes. And that's it. It's done. Because that's how it started with Abraham. That's how it was. You just that's believed. what David knew. That's David knew. So verse 11, circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. Mm. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. Mm. Ooh, that's, mm. that's beautiful. Mm. It's almost a, a smack in the face to the Jewish people. Ooh, it is a bit of a smack in the face there. Because they have that ritual, if of you like. Of circumcision, yes. As of circumcision. Because and it's and almost like part of their you belief know, system. Belief system. Yeah, because if I get circumcised, I'm, I'm righteous. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, that, that uh, those last seven years on the earth is going to be. Hmm, that's the revelations. Leave that till then. Middle okay. <laughs> so it says, they are counted as righteous because of their faith. So, so. So let me say that again. Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. Mm. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. (laughs) Yeah. Did you get that? He literally said to him, he's your father too, but before you're circumcised. Yeah. So understand it's got nothing to do with circumcision. Yeah. Circumcision is only a, just like water baptism. Water baptism, you're not saved because you got water baptized. It's an outward expression of what's happened. On the inside. On the inside. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. That you are going down, you're identifying with Jesus by going into the ground, dying, and then raising back up again in you know through the water. Awesome. So verse 13, clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith or comes by trusting God. Amen. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. Oh, my goodness. Oh, let me read this in the New King James because I love it. How verse it says 14, this. you mean? Yeah, verse yep. 14. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Ooh, it's voided. Very good. It's voided, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, 15. in other in other words, if I tr- if I try to get to God by laws, by doing my religion, own. yes, by jumping through the hoops or whatever, yep. Yep. what you're basically doing is saying that faith is voided. Yes. 
And it's of no effect. And it's got no, no effect. So, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, understand that every religion other than Christianity is about doing things to obtain favor or the right standing with the deity of that religion. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yep. The 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 enlightening or yeah or even even achieving nirvana n- or, achieving nirvana yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or or having enough acts a good acts that outweigh your bad acts and it's not by sheer number it's by the type of act mm-hmm. right Christianity is about your relationship or belief of what God has said isn't it interesting George isn't it interesting what you just said because all religion mm-hmm. is about jumping through hoops mm. in order to please God, in order to get to God. Mm. It's like yes. intrinsically within all religions, there's a sense in which they're separate from God yes. and they need to do something to get to God. Yes. It's like everybody knows. Isn't that incredible? Knows. It's exactly. Everyone knows. Everybody knows. And, we're, and, and which shows you how man-made they are. Yeah, that's very understand? true. Understand? Yeah. So understand that man has thought about all these other religions and all of them have that one thing in common. I've got to do X, Y, Z, and I've got to jump through hoops to get to him. And if I don't do this, I'm never going to get to him. And how brilliant of God to go, I've provided the way. Yes. And this is the way to me. And you just need to believe that one way. Yes. And that's how you get to me. Done. Because I've done it all. Yes. Wow, that flies in the face of all of it. All of them. All of them. So good. Which was part of the reason that made me, one of the things. It gives God the glory. Yes. Gives God the glory, and one of the reasons that made me believe that Christianity was the one true God. Really? Yes, because in my study of apologetics over the years, um, especially in the early years, and there wasn't a lot of material you can go through, but I I learned early on from reading certain books and understanding certain religions and wanting to read other religions as well to understand why they believe what they believe. I realized that. I came to the conclusion. Wow. Islam, Buddhism. I don't know if they have to mention all of them, really. There's basically there's there's three or four main ones. Yeah. Right? As many apologists. A couple know. of monotheistic. There's, there's monotheistic ones. And yeah, a few and polytheistic. Full of polyth- few polytheistic and then a whole stack of ridiculously Eastern religion top <laughs> ones that are all exactly the same. Yeah. And so when you bunch all of them together and you go, hang on, every single one of them is I've got to do to get Islam, Judaism, and every other of the theisms are all I've got to do to get to. Christianity says, no, no, you don't got to do a thing except believe that what I've said. And none of them also, George, Mm. has the answer to the sin, the separation problem. Correct. None of them have that answer. Correct. And And let me tell you this. Wow. None of them promise salvation. Yeah, that's good. None of, there's no promise of salvation. There is the, Op, there is the possibility of mm. salvation. Yeah, yeah. There's no concrete. Yes. You only find that out once you cross the threshold. Yeah, yeah. Once you jump through a few hoops and whatever, and it's like, well, it's not quite enough, but exactly. we hope the best. Yeah. <laughs> we hope for the best. Exactly. Whereas I am assured of my salvation in God. I'm assured of it. Even though sometimes I don't feel like it, I'm assured because of what Jesus did, not because of what, who I am or what I've done. Mm, yeah. Mm. Right. So. Wow. Oof. Wow. All right. So verse, let's move on to verse 15. Mm-hmm. For the law always brings punishment. Yes, it does. On those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. Ooh. <laughs> so the promise in verse 16 is received by faith. 
It is given as a free gift. Let's catch that. Mm -hmm. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. Oh, if we have faith like Abraham's. That's amazing. That's incredible. That is cool. Right? Wow. So the, the gift is free. We're all going to get it, whether you, fought, whether you live according to the law or not. That's incredible. As long as you have faith like Abraham's. What was faith, Abraham's faith? Scott, just reiterate again. What was Abraham's faith? He believed God. God in, said something to him? Yeah, in, in what God said. Yeah. Yep. And he just said, okay, I believe you. Yep. Done. Yep. The power of that cannot be lost. I don't. We don't want you to lose this, listeners. I know we've repeated this several times. Don't lose this because your walk with the Lord is all, that's all it is. Mm. That's literally, you can throw everything out. What? Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's not about how many times you pray. It's not about how many times you go to a church service. It's not about the prayer meetings, the prophecies, the the shakarabundis, the burmiandis. It's not about the 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 words of knowledge, the healings. You can you can raise eighty seven people out of out of the grave for the rest of your life, and it'll be incredible and amazing. All of those things, incredible prayer meetings and conferences, and be reading the Bible, everything, everything. None of that provides salvation. All of that happens because you have salvation. Yeah. Okay. So what is salvation? Believing God in mm. every step of the way, you're believing God, believing God, believing God, trusting, trusting, trusting. That's faith. It's amazing. Um, now we're at 45 minutes. Let's, I think, what we should do, Scotty, is I think we should. Um, we're we at 45 should, minutes? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I think what we'll do is. We'll stop here and then we'll uh, we'll do the next episode, okay? Uh, and go on from verse we didn't have four. Enough time. We don't have enough time, man. You know this. You know this. We're talking about the Bible, right? Half the time we're just I was trying. Just about to read Genesis fifteen. All right, we'll start at Genesis fifteen when you come back. When we come back, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us here today. Bless you. Guys. Uh, we've just finished at uh, chapter four, verse uh, seventeen, and we'll start from verse eighteen. And oh, actually, we'll start from Genesis fifteen, where uh, Scott has just opened up the Bible, and we'll go from there. So, have a great, great rest of the week and we'll see you on the next episode.